crown cannot stand strong if the house of the dragon remains divided. But set aside your grievances. If not for the sake of the crown, and for the sake of this old man, who loves you all so dearly. What's up, showstoppers? Hey, everybody. Welcome back. <laughs> I like how my intro is always like, ah! And your intro is like, Hi. No, welcome I, to our podcast. I'm just being uh, <laughs> I'm just showing deference to your introduction. I, that's what activates me to talk about stuff as well as your enthusiasm and your energy with the clap and the hello everybody. <laughs> so so now I'm ready. Now I'm ready. That. Now I've heard your I've heard your energetic introduction. I'm ready to I'm ready to blast <laughs> off, but let's do this thing. It's also like it kind of like matches our personalities. Like we're just trying to tell a story here on Showstoppers. Like that's really our our goal is to just give you a little insight as to who we are as human beings. And and it's really and, not the uh, point of the show. <laughs> e- e- and eagle-eared listeners have picked up on those clues along the way. Like every everything we've said has been an expression of us as human beings. And if you've taken the time to listen Aww. for those, to read between the lines, you've not only learned about some of the best pop culture of our era, but of two of the mm. best people as well. Hell yeah. That should be our um, that should be our like podcast bio situation. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, I I think, think that was really the good. Longer, for you. Well, the longer we go in between episodes, the funnier that premise becomes. You know, the, the, the longer <laughs> yeah, we're away, yeah. and we've the more highly we of think of ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, we've had a little stretch, yeah. but you know, there's been a lot going on. Um, I, I'll just say that Amy Schneider is back on Jeopardy, and my life is really oh, good she really? again. Um, yeah, tournament, tournament of champions, champions or what? That's baby, what's up. That's what's yeah. up. how long was Amy uh, on? How long was her run? Oh, uh, a long time. Um, she I, she didn't have the did she have the long? No, I don't think she had no. the longest run. No one will um, ever beat but that she record. Had yeah, Ken Ken, Ken Jennings. Ken Jennings. Yeah. Yeah. Who is now the host. He, he was so host. good at Jeopardy, he now runs Jeopardy. Yeah, correct. Which, by the way, they tried out a few people, and there's no other person for that the was job, some, to be honest. That was some pathetic shit for a really, really yeah. long time. And they tried, yeah. I mean, like, they <laughs> they had accidental <laughs> anti-vaxxers and Zionists, and they tried <laughs> literally everybody they can think of to put on the show. And, like, do you remember the, the, the campaign for LeVar Burton for the longest time? Like, the internet was... No. You don't remember that at all? There was such no. a huge push from, like, people exactly my age who grew up watching Reading Rainbow... And Star Trek Next Generation, of course, but sure. pushing so fucking hard for LeVar Burton so to host it. And he did for a few episodes and felt mm. so poorly about how he did as the host that he kind of soft withdrew his name from competition in that. And it was like a yeah. tiny little melodrama that played out in the <laughs> guest host section of Jeopardy, America's longest running nice. game show leave it to jeopardy to create some real drama here uh and and i'll just say like the last episode we recorded was during amy schneider's original run oh jesus yeah that's that's a joke that's a that's a joke that's a joke it's a a really hard joke we have not gone that long you had me last time we were on was the last episode we did about uh house of the dragon Hot. what was the last one we did um 
No. No. <laughs> no. In between. No. We might cut this down for time. This is so that. pathetic. But this is what you come here for is just navel gazing nonsense that amounts to absolutely hey, nothing. This Let's is what you see. came here for. To hear us <laughs> talk about one another. Uh, buddy, I, I want you to check our podcast feed, my guy. No. Yeah. No, it was hot tea. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right. That's right. Well, yeah, you That's can right. cut down the little breaks that took us to get to that point. Uh, I, I realized that our last to, episode uh-huh. <laughs> was back the first episode of Hot Tea, which means we went through a whole fall season of television. That's exactly right. <laughs> um, yeah, sad. You know, y'all, we're gonna we're gonna do better. We're gonna do better. We're gonna, we have going to commit to our fans the show's all about accountability and we're here to tell you that we're not going to shy away from taking our own medicine you know like uh, mea culpa <laughs> we we fucked up uh we let you down we let the audience down and we let ourselves down um and we are going to be there you know we're actually here to announce a longer pause <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is a good episode so far by the way we have some news yeah, <laughs> yeah. big news coming up so yeah. uh, we're, we're here primarily to talk about the like i think is it fair to say the one piece of pop culture that you and I have held most dearly over the last, say, calendar year? Absolutely, hands down. I can't think oh, okay. of any other thing that's okay. been intriguing. <laughs> I, th- I thank you for actually considering the question before I answer it. You, you went yeah, into actual... Yeah, you took a little like like a uh, scanning programs pause. You you had the heads up display up, running through everything you've watched the last year. I appreciate that. Thank you for your well considered answer. So uh, yeah, so we're here to talk about House of the Dragon by and large, and do kind of like a season retrospective. Um, I think it's still going to be a fairly quick episode because we're just going to do the greatest hits of what we loved about the last year. It's so cute. Um, it's going to be a cute little episode. <laughs> but on on a slightly more serious note, uh, we're going to announce a slight uh, pause in production for a little while um sadly and normally I, we don't announce them no 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 no. usually we don't we're not aware of them before they happen uh, <laughs> life life just happens at us uh or you know in some cases cars do uh so this particular break it's because i'm i'm leaving new york i'm moving uh back to oklahoma uh to pursue a new career and i'll be leaving at the end of this month which is november um, so this is going to be the last time you hear from us for a little while, but we want to assure everyone out there, uh, mostly, you know, parents, aunts, uncles, cousins, <laughs> friends from work, uh, that this is not the last time you'll hear from us. We're going to continue recording remotely uh, once I get there, which is exactly how we recorded the last like year of episodes anyway. Um, but it's just going to be a little bit of a hiatus until we get things settled back down. Totally. And we are so sad that New York is going to be without a Corey uh, for 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 maybe ever. But uh, you know what? It's going to be okay. is what I keep telling myself. And this podcast will always be here. And Correct. well, maybe not always, but like, actually, it will always no. be there. It will yeah. always be there. <laughs> well, in addition to the <laughs> fact that it's a permanent record, which I think is what you're alluding exactly. to, we're always going to have those episodes. But moreover, um, Jesse has assured me that she's going to bother the shit out of me until I die. So uh, eventually, uh, the, 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 this will be like a kind of a cosmic certainty, where eventually um, she'll run out of things to bother me about uh, remotely, and then we'll just wind up doing one of these again, and it's going to be fun. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be fabulous. But Corey, I'm so excited for you and this new journey. It's going to be awesome. And thanks, bud. you know, grab it by the horns and whatever. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, they have those down there. They have, like, steer and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That was really appropriate. Like, you, like, wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're welcome. I thought about that one for the last five minutes. You went into offline mode for five minutes and came up with a Hallmark card. It's pretty good. Yeah, you're welcome. You know what? You know uh, what? That's what I bug. knew. Uh huh. <laughs> so, so why are, why are we actually here, big guy? Uh, you're We're coming off a big day of work. Uh huh. That's right. Oh. We, we we crave the hot D. <laughs> we, we can't get enough of the hot D. So <laughs> you talked about work, and I was going for hot D. Well, I was gonna no. I was gonna say that that the the D is so hot that despite a long day of work, you're still taking the time at the end of a very long day of not only uh, work but also um, some subpar physical therapy uh, this morning, which we covered in depth before we hit record. Uh, the D is hot enough mm-hmm. to where we still like are compelled to talk about this show that we love so much. So we kind of wanted to circle no, back. No, I would I would talk about the show in like the middle of the night. 100%. Like it's such a good show. Uh, anyways, we wanted to circle back. Please continue your sentence. <laughs> That's fine. So, like every, we're working out the kinks a little bit here too. It's been long enough to where we we got to get our rhythm back, bud. All right. So let's let's commit. Every time you have a thought, I want you to just jump in with it. Uh, I I, I want to hear it. Interrupt your what. sentence. Okay. Yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. Kind of like that. Yeah, exactly right. So we wanted to circle back. And talk about the thing we've loved most this year, uh, which is House of the Dragon, which if you're listening to this, presumably uh, you have seen all of this, uh, unless you're immediate family. Well, if in which you're case, listening to this, please, please go ahead and stop listening now because we will be talking about the entire show. The whole show is going to be spoilers. So just oh, yeah. prepare yourself. Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. And what we've done is we prepared kind of a uh, a questionnaire about the show, like a greatest of. Uh, but before we get into that, general thoughts about this season. What did you go in expecting before episode one? Were your expectations confounded or confirmed? And how did it hit you as an entire piece of art? Hmm. So expectations going into the show, I had... N- I had... N- n- I had none. I had no expectations. My expectations were dragons. Like, please let there be some good dragons. Please let this not um, try to be Game of Thrones. Like, those are just the thoughts that were running through my head. But I had no expectation or preconceived notion of what I was going to get out of it. I guess what I had gleaned was that it was going to be, uh, I would say, focused on... um, heroines so i was kind of excited about that Uh um uh, and so like that that was intriguing to me but i had no further expectation about what the show was going to be about and if i was going to like it or not um so did it deliver and exceed any expectations that might have existed a hundred percent actually uh i would say it blew me out of the water this is my stream of consciousness about my general reflections on hot d uh what about you (laughs) jesse lynn grade eight um no that's i felt basically (laughs) the same way um so so webster's dictionary defines expectations as no i (laughs) I went in like I think like same as anybody else, and we may have shared these similar thoughts on our last, <laughs> our most recent episode. But we both of us were just like 
cosmically le- disappointed in the last season of Game of Thrones. It it was a, an enormous, yeah. enormous fucking bummer of people either not equipped to handle uh, the adaptation that they themselves brought to the studio or um, so intent on leaving that job for a, uh, for greener pastures that they just kind of creatively yeah. quit on the project. Um, and le- they left like the largest television audience that, uh, pri- that premium cable has ever seen in the history of broadcast mm-hmm. cable, um, kind of in the lurch and without any kind of gratifying end to the story that they had truly invested big parts of themselves in. So that f- fucking sucked. Uh, so we were left with that. <laughs> and I, I I don't know that I was aware of the kind of astounding goodwill that had been just kind of building up towards House of the Dragon before it started. Because after the first episode aired, you check the ratings numbers on that, and 25 million human beings watched House of the Dragon wow. night one. Night one. Uh, perhaps not live, but wow. on the same day. And that's, it's not Super Bowl numbers, but it's it's about as close as HBO is ever going to get. Um, and, and I didn't realize how much I needed Game of Thrones to come back, or how big a place in my heart it could still kind of fill mm-hmm. out, until I watched that first episode. And I tell you what, in the... Yeah. In the after the opening narration of the first episode, where they have that cut to black text on screen, this the, the events portrayed in this show are set two hundred years before the 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 birth of Rhaenyra Targaryen. Uh, no, Daenerys. Sorry, say it's already taken Daenerys, over yeah. in my brain. Now this is the only game. <laughs> so before Daenerys Targaryen, I I, I was really worried like extremely fucking worried that the show was going to lean too heavily into the mythos already established or wouldn't yeah. like create enough of its space for itself. But boy, was I wrong there because this is completely yeah, good point. artistically apart from the show that came before it. And so totally different and has a completely different, not completely different, but a, a different enough end goal with the type of t- uh, storytelling it wants to commit to that this completely stands on its own. And I really, really love it. So I could not have expected what we got. And I'm very glad to have gotten it. Yeah, I love I love that you highlighted that this could have easily just been Game of Thrones part two, or like it was it was just trying to match template match for the success of of that show and it really veered from that for me and but it did take you know the, one of the most popular parts of that show the dragons the yeah. targaryens and really you know digs into that and i think that's a really exciting part of the original show for many people and certainly was for me um and so i was excited to dive into that world a little bit more uh with this show and it it delivered man and uh, you know i think the the other thing that stands out to me uh and not to like dive too deep into the intricacies of the show but like a couple a couple of people i talked about it with we talked about the fact that uh man incest and game of thrones we were all like Ew, you're gonna have sex with your brother. That's disgusting. <laughs> and then here we are watching this show and we're like, do it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there was just something <laughs> about the like pathos change there that was just so funny to me, but so accurate. 
Yeah, 100%. So, wait, I was talking to someone at work the other day. Uh, shout out to Ari, who does not listen. Um, I I said to them, I, I like a show that can completely recalibrate my own, like, moral universe for me, um, where I can kind of step into it and want completely different things to happen in this fictional world than I would ever ask to happen in my own. Um, like, root for people I would absolutely never root for otherwise. Uh, also, shout out to right, The Crown. Right. Coming back on Netflix, actually just premiered. Welcome back, The Crown. Um, no way, it's back? Yeah, it's back. I think I they know. launched. Uh, the, oh. Yeah, I, I think it's up. Yeah, so I'll be checking I'm that so out. I'm so recording. That's not an excuse to end this record early, by the way. The crown will still be there for you tomorrow oh. if need be. Um, yeah, do not, do not stop. Do not, don't, <laughs> don't turn us off. Don't do it. All right, the bit but, is over. But, but it's, it's fun that you bring up the incest of it all as one of the first thoughts about this show. Because if you <laughs> begin a conversation about House of the Dragon with someone with whom you've never spoken about the show before, someone <laughs> you, perhaps you've never spoken about any show with before, it's just a matter of time until you both I notice the elephant it. in the room. So so uh, that experience has been a really fucking wild one of how long into the conversation can we make it before the incest question comes up? Because I was right there with you, buddy. Uh, not only... <laughs> Was I okay with incest? I was gleefully rooting for it in very rooting particular cases yes. by the end of this season of television. It's uh it's a problematic fave, bud. And I was there. <sighs> yeah. It's a tough it's a tough one. <laughs> don't don't think about it for too long. Please don't. But like, man, it's a good show. <laughs> <laughs> and do not take it as permission of how to behave in your actual real life. Uh, this is absolutely not. depiction yeah. does not equal endorsement. You know what I mean? Um, but no, it it, it does seem it, it's it's weirder to get to a place where it's not weird to root for a niece and her uncle to just completely bone down on the beach at dusk. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Although, man. Was that scene hard to fucking see? Buddy, I had yeah. to like. <laughs> um, I gotta tell you, I had COVID when that episode aired, uh -huh. and I was watching this uh, in my bedroom, and you know, like we were quarantining and whatever, and you know, I have the OLED TV in my Ooh. my room. OLED, uh -huh. crazy. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh, so theoretically, you know, the point of an OLED is that your 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 darks are darker, and your I don't uh -huh. know the point, the technology. Your contrast whatever, is but, like, higher. It's, yeah. You're supposed, yeah, you're supposed to see in the dark better, essentially. Right. I think. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> And <laughs> so I'm watching this episode and I know it's about to happen and I'm so pumped. I'm like, oh my God. And not only in this episode are you rooting for that to happen, mm -hmm. but then also we get we get to see um uh the the name of the dragon that your title is right now. Your name yeah, is Vagar. on our recording yeah. studio. Vagar! We get to see Vagar like in uh -huh. this incredible moment. And I can't see it. So I'm sitting in there and I'm frantically pausing the TV and like finding my iPad. And I'm like, I got to put it on my iPad. I got to be able to turn off the brightness. Right. Yeah. I was like, uh -huh. I can't miss a moment and I can't see anything. So just imagine someone thick in the swings of COVID yeah. and desperate to watch 
an uncle and a niece have sex on the beach yeah. and this giant dragon on the screen and just like, you know, you know, that was it. That was so was not only for. are we endorsing the incest on the show, we're saying we tried as hard as we could to fucking see that shit. And same <laughs> yes. with me, bud, because in the run up to that episode, they actually did a little uh, little post online saying, hey, it's another dark one. Oh, we remember what you said about the last season of Game of Thrones. Please prepare your television for this. So I went and I found people who were like advocated for certain TV settings and gave step-by-step instructions on exactly how to no get to That's cinema amazing. mode and then fine-tune it on the television. And I wasn't working with OLED, to be fair. Uh, but I was still able to like really fine-tune and adjust. And after that painstaking effort of making the TV absolutely perfect, I couldn't see shit. I just had to take their word for it. I know! <laughs> I know! Even with all of that, even I got the iPad and I'm watching it, I'm right. like, damn it! You know the strangest <laughs> thing about that is they were shooting day for night, that whole episode. So that was not shot at night. That was shot in broad daylight, which they then color corrected and did after effects on to make it appear as though it were nighttime. So all of Great the darkness job. in that, at that episode was a slider that they had their own finger on and they could have corrected for that. No, they, I mean, I'm not going to say they did a terrible job. Maybe it was an artistic choice, but you did, you, we were waiting for that moment and you all just like pulled that rug out from underneath. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, it still worked like the fucking worked. They have kids now. Yeah. So everything, everything yeah, worked did. out in the they end. Did. It was okay. So it worked, it worked out real well. And, and, um, Aegon got hit. I mean, uh, what's his face? Aemond. <laughs> Amond got his dragon. That's right. Um, and you know, it was, it was that was a great episode. Like, if yeah, we're just really gonna pick a place was. to start, let's just yeah. like throw a dart and like let's start right there. Drift because that episode, episode, yeah, Driftmark, fantastic, yeah. and uh, uh, a lot of drama, like a lot of a lot of stuff going yeah. down here. Um, in this crazy little family that we're a part of during the show. Uh, and I think that that episode was a great little establishing of personalities and characters and sort of the way forward into the end of the show. And I think you and I talked about this at one point, but really, really getting to know these super bratty kids that are oh, going to yeah. be the future of this kingdom. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was a great setup to that. Man, I was mad at Eamon for stealing that dragon from those girls, though. I was like, you bully. What is yeah. going on? And, uh, and everything we had seen from him until that very moment, I was like, is he kind of the 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 sweet one? Is he kind of like right. the pancake that kind of turned out really well? Because like his brother <laughs> is Roman Roy and he's a complete psychopath. But right. is this kid kind of like quiet and retiring and sweet? And no, he's he's the worst of the fucking bunch and the most dangerous character on the show. And I have been absolutely thrilled with the Amond experience for the back half of this season. Uh, just we love, just, like, love hang our out boy Amond. The Amond experience because because <laughs> I had it. when we were doing our little favorites uh, moment in our in our little note, um yeah, I was yeah. I had trouble I all uh, I Amond was almost I I would say Amond was maybe my second choice for character. Uh I almost chose Amond because he's so fun to watch yeah. uh on screen and he's had such an arc in what six episodes like he has he was only in half the show uh he really in, he was in four episodes no 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 four episodes. Yeah, no five episodes five but he was the entire back okay, half five, five. we're good we're good mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but yeah five episodes and we got this huge arc with avent and starts at the moment where he's he 
he steals Vagar and uh and then we have this moment in the in the in the catacombs or wherever we are where <laughs> yeah, the kids yeah, go at right. it and and punch one another and figure it out and they're like man one loses an eye and it's <laughs> it's insane it's a lot it's a lot of kid fighting it's a lot uh, and, that's, and th- <laughs> that's some intense kid fighting <laughs> and 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 on a lesser show like i wouldn't have given a shit because okay so the uh, a common criticism leveled at the show and i've been uh, mm-hmm. like guilty of the thinking this as well um is that like why should i give a shit about your characters if i've known them for like three minutes uh if they've appeared during this episode and might depart before the end of it right rip lena right for mm-hmm. for for, uh, for right, example right for example um, <laughs> but we had heard maybe five six words out of Eamon at that point so all the all of his action is defining his character for us in real time and it's all happening in real time but the show is written very acutely and obviously very labored over to make every word carry maximum weight and do maximum work um to explain action to explain character dynamics to explain like um the the social hierarchy and the caste system of it all within their small mm-hmm. family in this castle um everything is so like every word is weighted just so to carry maximum weight and it really really fucking works so when Eamon turns on a dime from a sweet kid who just moments earlier said well, I, I would marry my sister. She's she's nice. I like her. Uh, into this murderous, like like blood sick boy who conquered a dragon and then tried to kill his nephew. Um, it fucking works. I mean, after you conquer a dragon, you can do whatever you want. You know what I mean? Like especially <laughs> that <kind> dragon. Of, <laughs> yeah, and it's the kind of experience that might change a boy conquering the largest mythical creature in the realm. Um, mm-hmm. Which can we? Okay, Vagar for for a quick second. Vagar is. Yeah. How many football fields? Oh, did they say? I don't know. I'm just saying, though, like, like how do we measure Oh, Agar? like, if we were to guess? I mean, yeah. I guess we could only think about it in how tall Amond is when he's right. older, right? And how Let's big call it like, he is on oh, that dragon. What is it, like, 6'3", six, 6'4", six, so, this kid? Yeah, maybe we'll just call him six foot, maybe. Six Got it. Foot. Okay. So six Let's feet, six foot. easy math. Great. <laughs> well, theoretically. Um, and then... <laughs> Six is not a clean multiple, probably like, yeah, let's go. It's probably like 12 of him. Easy. Or more? Uh, no, no, I'm saying that let's call it 12. So that's 72 feet high. That's a lot. That's a lot of high. So <laughs> it's a lot. What, what, what is 72 feet? Uh, I don't even know. What seventy two feet? But like, picture a really tall building. <laughs> this is going great, buddy. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. <laughs> picture yeah, a big object, is- but bigger. <laughs> bigger is very large. Is what you need. <laughs> uh huh. So so no. picture a dragon in your head. Nope, you, you're not there yet. Keep drawing. Keep drawing. <laughs> keep going. Now rotate her in your mind and enlarge. Enhance. <laughs> That's a big old bitch. I, I love Vagar yeah, so much. I love her. That's Grandma Dragon. She's she's truly fucking enormous. And that scene, and she's kicks had ass. a personality. This oh, whole yeah. Vagar has had this incredible personality oh, this yeah. entire grumpy. time. Yeah. Um, yeah, grumpy, but also like when Lena comes to her and says, "Vagar, I need to fucking go." I gotta, um, go. I gotta die, and- bud. 
this is I'm not dying any other way. Nobody else is choosing my death. I said, you know, 30 minutes earlier in this episode that this is how I wanted to die. And so obviously she was going to die that way. Um, And and she goes out there pregnant, wanting to just end it all because she knows it's her, this kid, and probably neither of them will survive. Yeah. Um, and Vagar hears her say it, hears her say it, and just like hesitates. It's like, no, I don't understand what's happening. Yeah. Oh, that scene is incredibly sweet <laughs> um, it's in, really in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, but this moment um, where Amond takes takes Vagar, claims Vagar for his own, uh, sort of starts this catapult of events, and you know he loses his eye in this in this moment, and um, we have this big scene, a great scene uh, in the great hall where mamas are fighting it out, uh, trying to figure out what's fair and what's right um, uh-huh. because their kids they want an eye. Well. Allison would like an eye for an eye. Allison uh, would like to claim an eye, please. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> and that's a and that's a fabulous scene on so many levels because there's so many layers. You know, you've got you've got um, Viserys and his wife, and Viserys and his daughter, and some incredible. Um, conflict there uh emerging in this well certainly not emerging but certainly coming to a climax in this moment um and it's just great that was a great scene i loved it that w- would i uh, i don't want to step on the categories we'll be doing soon but i'm, I'm gonna is that your favorite episode do you think is Driftmark uh your number one of the season mm, ah Ah. no no okay. i don't think so i i think it's maybe my second favorite episode okay. um I've, i had a hard time putting a nail on my favorite episode um it's a good sign. that one that one is good sign of a good show episode. yeah uh-huh um but well, I, have, I have a couple of different favorite moments but uh, we'll get into those right now i think right are you ready to get into okay. uh our our superlatives from this season of house of the dragon yeah all right great I'm so, so we prepared. put this list together <laughs> earlier today uh we're gonna play the hits we're gonna talk about our favorite least favorite most controversial etc moments of the entire season um this is a really great time to turn back because we're going to be kind of zipping all around the season and the storyline mm-hmm. so if you have not seen it we highly advise you to watch this very good show before coming back to this obviously very good conversation about that show. So let's start <laughs> Let's start with favorite episode, bud. Let's start with the big one. Let's start with best picture. What was your favorite episode of House of the Dragon? Uh, all right. Well, oh, God, it's so hard. But here's, here's what I'll say. The episode that really had me like, ah, at the end of it was the one that took it for me. And that was episode nine. Um, this is the second to last episode. It's, right. it's definitely a build. Um, but there were so many little intricate acting moments and incredible um, ah, uh, just conversations between characters. And this is this this scene actually it doesn't include Rhaenyra at all. Or this episode does doesn't not. include Rhaenyra no. at all. This is... This is all a Hightower, uh, Hightower episode. And I really appreciate watching Allison's, um, it's not her demise, but her 
understanding of this world that she is now going to live in. Oh yeah. And um it's hard to watch because I think it's what she doesn't expect. She doesn't realize that all of these people have planned this process for her, but then she starts to accept and then starts to understand her role. And um, you see all, all of those, those moments with her. And it was a great episode. I really enjoyed it. It was definitely a building episode. This wouldn't be everyone's favorite episode, but the part that got me was the end when Renice, <laughs> Renice fucking takes the cake uh-huh. and goes to get Melis, uh and says, absolutely not. I saw what you did. And, and she's like, I'm going to go tell everyone what you done here. Uh-huh. Uh, and you didn't think this was going to happen. And I just thought, what an episode that was just so good and i wanted to watch that scene again four different times i rewatched the episode again it was just it was just one that i was ready to go back to and you know usually for me that's 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 it's it. it's the one i want to go back to yeah 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 um so so, so episode 9 okay so i'm going to i'm going to do a, a little bit of stephen a smith on you real quick so you know that I love and respect Rainies, right? I would die for my queen who never was Rainies. Correct? Yeah. However, sure. however, to what end did she crash to the floor of the Sept and kill thousands of innocent King's Landerers? To what end did she do that? She was making a statement. <laughs> to whom? <laughs> The people to all the people who just usurped the throne. <laughs> Served uh, past tense is is doing a lot of work there. So uh, so Rainey's committed mass murder in order to prove a point to six people who she absolutely should have fried right there on the set. Yeah, sh- I mean, yeah. Let's be honest. This would be a <laughs> lot shorter of a show if she had just. That's correct. Let her rip. That's correct. But a- and I think then that- we wouldn't have a show, Corey. Well, yes, but the writers of the show put us in a position where it could have been over when they could have done literally anything else. They could have written any other scenario. Oh, I loved it. You didn't like this moment? <laughs> I like at when I was watching it, 100%. Like it's it's completely out of nowhere. It it's it's really surprising and it's very well shot and like the the shot of Rhaenys in full regalia or full dragon rider armor on the back of Maelys, oh, it's re- it, it's fucking sick. And the shot of Maelys like clicking her throat and and yes. and choosing not to actually jerk Horace uh, as hard as she possibly could, it's cool. But I I think they they were just like, well, this is kind of a slow episode. I think we need to have a couple fireworks go off at the end just no. to keep them happy. I think and it was I a little bit. I I disagree that it was a slow episode, but I understand why that's the perception. And like I said, it's not everybody's favorite episode. I'm right. going to acknowledge that, but it was definitely mine. And I just really felt excited about it. And I think Renice, I think this is also character development for her, right? Like she she did kill lots of people, yeah. but she has also never had power she's been passed over and over and over and you know you know i think that this is a moment for her to say i'm not involved in this but i want you to know that 
had I not been able to escape right now, I right. would have died. And I am not going to take that lightly. And yeah. I am going I'm going to go tell the world what you've just done. And Working you're going to have to deal with whatever consequences that that brings you because this is not my war. And you tried to make me a part of it. Right. So fuck you all. <laughs> I'm going to go. See you later. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I, I, mean, I, I, I got no problem with this. I, I, and I, 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 as always, admire you for your bravery and admire your stance on taking a very controversial episode. I did not expect you to say that. But I'll tell you what, like, I, you know? I have... <laughs> I'll own you know, it. You know I what? You know it. what? I'm not scared of you, motherfuckers. I'll I'll own this. Right? I just me. I just this is just who I I'm am. Just, I like I'm just living my life. All right. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to win. So <laughs> the I'll, I'll agree with you though that the 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 prize of that episode, which I, I have rewatched uh, since, um, despite not loving it, is the fact that it's like the highest concentration of grown up Allison of Olivia Cook's Allison yes. that we get all season. Um, so good, and her performance is, to borrow her own phrase, it's stunning. Right? It it, it really <laughs> it's yeah. such a like a packed layered performance, and she has this ability to turn on a fucking dime. Um, like the the scene where she's like establishing that Egon is the challenger to the throne. She can just like mm-hmm. flip a switch and go so intense and let loose all this coiled rage. But it's when she's holding on to that, when she's bottling that up, it's extremely charismatic to watch. Uh, she's a and- very talented performer. I would also say the other moment that really takes it for me is when they're in the the king has just died and she's heard what she's heard and she's whatever in this room, right? With all these dudes, with all and right? she oh, realizes when at the, at the table, yeah, yeah. When they're at the table and she realizes she doesn't have any control no. over this situation or at least certainly not in this moment and they certainly knew a lot more than her coming into this situation and you see the like you see the confusion in her eyes and right. the the um, uh, angst and like frustration and the confusion and i just think that her performance in that scene is also spectacular it's really well uh- done Really well done. And then we get um, what she's kind of like metabolized that into later in the same episode. She's taken her Mm -hmm. like embarrassment over having been left out purposefully uh, these many years where they, the the men in her life have been plotting um, uh, the, like the trajectory of the rest of her life and her children's lives. Um, When she confronts Rainey's in her, basically the room she's being held captive in. uh, And they have that confrontation where she's trying to spin her experience and sell it to another woman right so Mm -hmm. she's clearly resigned herself to thinking like to your point i don't have power here um but we might if we get lucky or play our cards right be able to guide from within and steer these men to the outcome that we want them to achieve and i think it's only well and i think she also realizes my my power is through my son who Correct. i have the most influence over <laughs> correct yes exactly i'll never have a dragon i'll never have that my my husband uh, the king is gone um but long mm-hmm. live the king and i can maybe begin to do it to clean his fucking room once in a while um 
So, <laughs> and I think she's confronted by Rhaenys in that moment. But what she says, like the, you don't, uh, you don't want power. You want to build a window in the wall of your prison, you know, like extremely powerful shit to be told by this woman who's been there before and has been through all of this uh, previously. And maybe that's when she realizes that, she's truly powerless uh, and that yeah that whatever empowerment she kind of feels from the path that she's chosen is probably for not right exactly and another great moment from renice is that scene i think um highlighting everything that you just said i loved that moment i think it was really powerful uh and and i think that renice is such a a great arc throughout this entire show as well. Like oh, yeah. a subtle, but very important arc throughout the show. Yeah. I think she okay. carried your favorite. episode. Oh, yeah. Let's Sorry. go. Let's go for it. No, it's okay. This is going to take forever. Otherwise. So my favorite <laughs> episode, I went with a more like kind of chalk bet. I think uh, mine's going to be um, a pretty standard opinion. Uh, my favorite episode was mm-hmm. Lord of the tides. Um, the episode where we see, um, <laughs> Damon return from his travails in the Stepstones. Um, We see uh, King Viserys, uh, my character of the season, on his very, very last legs. Um, We see the contention of uh, Luke's claim to Driftmark. We see uh, a whole bunch of shit. We see the death of King Viserys. We see the Last Supper uh, with the the grown-up greens and blacks. And um, there were there were so many powerful fucking things in that episode, but it's the one I I it just had a pull on me. I'm not sure if it was the the brother dynamic uh, between Damon and Viserys. I'm not sure if it was <laughs> Damon um, very quietly uh, nodding towards Rhaenyra for permission to do crime and behead a man in the court. Um, there there's a lot that kept me coming back to that episode. What did you think of that one, buddy? Yeah. Yeah, no, fabulous, fabulous episode. That that Last Supper scene is just so very good. Um, you almost think everything's going to be okay. Uh-huh. Um, but you know deep down that no way things are going to crap. This is not going to work out well for anyone at this table. Uh-huh. Um, and it also led to one of my favorite moments, which led me to a lot of conversation with a lot of different people which was when King Viserys did utter his last words, who was he speaking to? And I, I have some right. strong thoughts and opinions about that. Let's hear him, bud. Let's go. I, th- I think, well, I think many people think that Viserys was talking to Rhaenyra, um, and I feel strongly that that was the case. Um, and of course, Alicent is going to take this and run with it. Right. Um, and then, you know, the the other question is, well, who did he say, you know, my love to? And my theory is he's seeing, he's seeing Emma, you he's know, Emma. again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and I appreciate this moment because it's his with his last breath, he completely unravels everything that he worked so very hard to build. <sighs> and it's just so heart wrenching to see in this moment. <laughs> but it's so good because there's so much to uh, left to interpretation and people are going to twist that exactly how they want to. And in this case, Alicent is going to hear that exactly how she wants to hear it. It's pretty fabulous. Yeah, 100%. It's and at, at when I first 
saw that scene in the in the deathbed of Viserys, mm-hmm. um, it, it really rubbed me the wrong way. It felt like um, mm. like too much of a last minute like stitch up way to create drama within the season oh, and the, really? the entire show. Right? It it didn't. It, it felt a little ham fisted when I first watched it. But after kind of thinking about it for a bit and realizing that Alicent, who's a fascinating, fascinating character, would have to mm-hmm. almost willfully delude herself into believing um, that this was about her son and her, um, that mm-hmm. makes her so much more interesting. Because like like people lying to themselves is the most shared human trait on Earth. Uh, people deluding themselves into believing they are this particular person or uh, having this destiny that's grander than they are. Uh, very common, relatable stuff. Uh, but to take that a step further and think, well, certainly he's talking about my son. Uh, certainly he wants me to upend his entire legacy and things he outright said to me on a regular basis about his legacy. Um, it on does the daily. Her, <laughs> on the daily. It does make her a much more interesting character to be willing and able to do that. It's pretty cool. Right. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, I definitely agree. <laughs> it's a great, great episode. It's a good choice. It's a good choice, Corey. You did good. <laughs> but also, I'm like, sure I, everyone will think it was better than my choice. Yeah, honestly, this is not a competition. I won the competition, but it's not one of it's not one. Um, but I, I like this episode as much for its like big blockbuster moments as I do for its like subtle shading and character nuance and stuff. Like I like Veyman getting his head fucking chopped off. <laughs> like, yeah, like there's a lot great. of like really big like fireworks stuff there is the 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 grand uh, reemergence of the fucking king in the castle there's the moment where oh, we, we that was so good oh, that moment and it's like so it's like you're watching remember the titans or some shit it's like it's like such yes! a disney channel moment or whatever but it's so gratifying and so thrilling so to see this man good. reclaim his throne step by agonizing step uh and like and okay. says sit down to all of you because i am still alive you know like 100 percent, 100 percent. um and I, th- I think this this might be a really great segue into uh the next category i wanted to cover um patty considine as Viserys targaryen is my oh, performance oh. of the series um just a plus phenomenal shit which did not instantly jibe with me i didn't get on his wavelength for a couple of episodes in this show because i thought like well Mm -hmm. maybe he's shown up to play maybe maybe he's taken this seriously but after i realized that what he was trying to portray in this grand majestic medieval setting uh which uh is basically just a nice guy a nice guy just a, a good guy a quiet kind of sad girl dad just like this guy yeah. you met a million of your entire life uh just like this sweet guy who should never have been put in a position of power uh had no business sitting on the throne which the throne was you know uh loath to remind him on many occasion um shouldn't have been there should not have been doing that should have been gifted some land out in <laughs> out in the west where he could just hunt yeah and was like a farmer and like ate off his land and hunted and had a good time yeah. with his buddies at the bar like read his history books was, and just fucked around yeah yeah made his models and just <laughs> yeah that was 
that was his life. That was what it was supposed to be. And he's the. <laughs> but he's I just totally the, agree. Yeah, go for it, bud. Go. No, I totally agree. Uh, Patty's performance was one of my favorites of the season as well. I think it was absolutely stellar. Um, and I really appreciated the arc. I too, at the beginning, couldn't quite figure out what to make of him right. and his and this character because you're expecting a Ned Stark or you know, uh, like the was bold, I'm confident kind of guy. Yeah. Um, and he's not that. And yeah. I really appreciate the the realism and the relatability of of his character. And um, I think history told him leaders who get remembered are the ones that are fighting great battles and winning great wars. And right. he's not going to necessarily ever be that leader. What? And I think he has that internal struggle. What are people going to remember me by? What am I going to be known for? But right. how how incredible is it that when his history book closes, he's remembered, I think his name is like Viserys the Peaceful or, the peaceful, or yeah. something like that. And how powerful is, is that in its own way? Um, and I don't know, Game of Thrones wants there to be a, a the great or the, the mighty or the sure. whatever, but someone who can keep the peace and lead a realm and be as fair as he possibly can. And I, I just think it's, it's a great character. Loved him. Loved him. Well said, bud. And I think we, we've only had a handful of people of his temperament and of his kind of like disposition mm -hmm. on the show, because I think, um, like Game of Thrones is pressurized to a PSI that kind of forces those personalities out of its container. You know, like you cannot mm -hmm. be Ned Stark for that long. If you're in the wrong place, wrong time, you can't be yeah. all honor and all good. You can't it, just be it, kind. And in so many ways, he doesn't always make the easy choice or, or the, the, right the, the or the right one. Um, like I think, I think announcing his daughter as the heir to his throne, I think that's something he feels he feels passionately about, especially yeah. once he's made his decision. And it maybe uh, he maybe should have said his brother. He maybe should have said all of these other people that are going to instill this confidence in his kingdom. Right. But he chooses his daughter because he says, "I want that." He almost wants to set a new precedent. He's yeah. you know a feminist. I don't know. Uh, he's definitely not that. <laughs> but um, but I. <laughs> Uh, but I definitely think it's really powerful that he really stands by that decision and and says, this is what is right. And I'm going to stand by this, uh, yeah. this decision. And it wasn't easy. And people gave him a lot of flack for that. And yeah. he stood by it literally until the moment he died. But he did. And and just to his choice of succession for a moment, because obviously that is like what that's the inciting incident for the entire series. But um, mm -hmm. uh, it'd be nice to unpack that for a second, because I think you're right that I don't think that he it is a feminist decision he's making. I'm not sure he's going out of his way to buck tradition on purpose. What I think he's doing is a mixture of um, to Rhaenyra's point, she says that I think the following episode, he didn't choose me, he spurned Damon, right? Which I think is partially mm -hmm. true. I think he is saying, fuck you, Damon, I'm mad at you. Um, sure. I think 
partially, he does love his daughter and he respects her temperament yeah. and her intelligence, which is obviously clear from the first and frame of the show. she could be a great leader. Could be a great leader. Absolutely. She's a good choice. She's a solid one. Uh, and I think thirdly, um, it's maybe above all, an expression of love for the memory of his wife, who he killed. Mm -hmm. Right? I, I think mm -hmm. it's like a tribute to the great lost love of his life that he feels a, a, a crushing amount of guilt over uh, that haunted him until his very last moment. Um, so I, I think that stands in for the thinking behind the writing on the show and how much love and care and kind of messiness that not only is in the source material, because that's what GRM is all about, but also that Ryan mm -hmm. Condal, the shepherd of the show has really, really brought and imbued alongside his cast and crew. It's, 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 it's a, an expression of why I think I love the show so much. Yeah. I love it. Oh, so good. Okay. We gotta, right. we gotta keep going gotta here. On. What are our other moments? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see let's see let's see <laughs> what's next what do we want to do okay let's just do um, uh oh no oh hey I, I skipped you i i just said my favorite uh performance on the show what's yours bud oh my favorite performance yeah, i didn't have uh okay um gosh Shoot it's so hip, hard bud. to choose this one but i think i think a performance that was kind of stand out to me i'll just circle back to it was was Amond, and i don't know the actor's name let me let me cut to it really quick <laughs> ewan mitchell i believe is his name ewan mitchell <laughs> that's um, right <laughs> i thought i mean there's so many performances i patty would be up there for me certainly um but just just to not say the same thing um i will i will say ewan because um what an incredible menacing like also in inciting such curiosity in a character oh yeah he does it so well and it just <laughs> leaves you wanting him to be in scenes more um you know we won't we won't spoil well we're gonna spoil oh, it off but um speak freely when 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 we're in that scene where um he is he's in Oh gosh, I don't know all the characters' names. I'm so sorry. Um, they're in the star, the st uh, not Stark Baratheon uh, Hall. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Borman Baratheon is king at the time. That's Borman who he's, uh, Baratheon, and Rhaenyra's youngest uh, is coming to deliver his sweet little message. Um, and he is there. He doesn't almost say anything, but man, you see his presence in Vagar being outside. <laughs> and then when he, they're in that hall and he flips up his cute little eye patch to reveal his cute little sapphire eye. It's just, oh, it's all oh, so good. <laughs> he says, I want my eye, bitch. And <laughs> that kid's like, I'm here in peace. You know, like I just am delivering a message. I'm the messenger. I don't want the smoke, me. please. Don't give me the smoke. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, just a character and an actor that I think we're going to see a lot more of in season two. Oh yeah, and I can't wait. <laughs> I think I think you and Mitchell is a great example of this, and, and I, I I say this from a place of understanding and kinship with his kind. Um, Game of Thrones, <laughs> and by extension, House of the Dragon, um, has been kind of a refuge and a and a breeding ground for um, like kind of fucked up looking dudes. You know what I mean? Uh, just yeah. kind of, just kind of like guys with weird faces. Um, and and as someone who can look like 
like 20 different people have photographed from 20 different angles. I feel a lot of solidarity with this man. You and Mitchell, I see mm. you. I love you. You're beautiful, <laughs> buddy. Uh, and he is so striking to look at, similar to the Matt yes. Smith vibe, uh, who's who, yes. Matt Smith is kind of the blueprint, so to speak, of the Amond character. Um, but yeah, he every time he's on screen, you're right, to your point, it's terrifying and so fucking exciting. And it's like like they've mm-hmm. they've turned the breaker back on. Like the the voltage completely changes inside the room that we're in. It's it's really oh, really uh, magnetic. And yeah, yeah yeah, it's just good. It's just good. It's just all good. I really I loved his performance. And what He's three great. episodes for that guy? Maybe I maybe mean, impressive. We, we've established different run times for grown up Amon over the course of this very episode. So let's say he was in twelve episodes. He was in uh he was in three seasons as grown up Amon Targaryen. What, what a performance. <laughs> So good. Okay, favorite. Uh, right. Let's see. Yeah, you pick favorite next. Favorite. Mo- okay, let's do a favorite. No, no, I take my take it back. Okay. Most okay. shocking moment. Okay. Okay. This is one that I you'll see that I left blank because I'm not even sure. You know, I picked the fucking categories. I wasn't even sure um, which <laughs> moment shocked me the most. Um, I mean, because there is Lena walking out to to her death to 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 summon death from her best friend in the world um oh. vagar our, our big our big girl um which is inc- incredibly shocking because once it dawns on you what's going to happen it's like fuck, yeah, this is like, the oh, darkest God. shit that's ever happened on this show but perhaps even more shocking i was super surprised and delighted in a positive sense when they cut to Lenor with a shaved head in the canoe. You know what oh, I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I wa- yeah. I wanted to jump around the room. I was thrilled and shocked by that. I never saw it coming. I'm such a fucking mark. I didn't see but, it coming either. But at, on the heels of maybe my favorite conversation in the entire show, which was uh, Rhaenyra and Lenor kind of like doing a postmortem on their relationship to that point, kind of like <laughs> uh-huh. lovely with each other. Like, man, girl, we've been through a lot. Like, I love you so much you. for what it is. And they have this lovely little like uh, commiseration about like, they do. This, yeah. this should not work. Uh, we we both been flawed people. We both have been pretty sloppy uh, in hewing to our uh, arrangement. We tried. We tried to make a baby, and it's lovely, lovely in the Middle Ages to see this woman of privilege talking to this gay man, closeted gay man, uh, in this arrangement. Right. Who uh, they found this sort of impossible kinship with one another that's only possible between the two of them that was really beautiful and i thought the uh, show... so you're so right it's like a scene i love that moment. it's really good but it, and it's also like an expression of love that lenor has for the boys for the strong boys like he really does love yeah. his kids so to speak you his know sons. He, yeah his sons yeah um but i i thought the show at the end of that episode was betraying all of that i thought that they were giving rhaenyra a heel turn and letting her uh dissolve this in the worst way possible yeah. um, but to see him on that boat really really shocked and delighted me i love that you know i totally agree it was such an amazing moment i also didn't see it coming i was sure he was in that fireplace and um to see that not happen you know when when damon makes that deal with his 
partner uh, uh-huh. whose name I obviously Carl. don't know. Carl with a K. <laughs> Wait, are you serious? That I guy's swear name to God, his name's Carl with a K. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they they phone it in on the names. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anywho, his <laughs> boyfriend, Carl, uh, love it. Um, I, I, I'm sure he's making a deal with him to, to off, off him, you know, or to, to be silent about it or to right. whatever. Um, and to see them row away together to whatever future they're going to go build so is lovely. pretty great. So it's lovely. pretty great. Yeah, it rules. Oh, it is a shocking moment. And um, I, I well, think it, was, it mom- may have been that moment when I just like swore fealty to Rhaenyra forever. Like, oh like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just I, on I, your I, fucking I'm side. Yes, I'm so glad you said that because because of the relationship that you just said, yeah. it made me think about like Rhaenyra would never be okay with killing him. That would never of have been an option. Not. For yeah, her. we never should have believed um, that she was, was capable of that. Yeah. Exactly. It would never have been an option. Oh, it was. It was. It was all beautifully done. Oh, good job, writers. You're so <laughs> really great. good job. Okay, go ahead. What, what was your most shocking moment, my friend? Happened in the first episode, baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you want to uh, just say exactly what you wrote in the shared note? Yeah, I wrote <laughs> balls. Hey. <laughs> uh, obviously, not the most shocking moment of this of the whole season, but just such a such. <laughs> Such a great, great little moment to establish what Hot D was going to be. I was yeah. like, okay, I'm buckled in. I'm ready to go. Um, I forgot, you know, you kind of forget being away from Game of Thrones for so long, exactly what they were willing to do and show on the screen. And man, that moment got me right back into the mindset. I was like, oh, I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> I love you. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is how matters are resolved in this universe. Yeah, this is how you solve (laughs) problems. Yeah, you geld someone publicly for a crime they didn't commit. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, fabulous. Fabulous. It also also kind of sets up Damon to be a more despicable character than he actually turns out to be for the rest of the run of the show. Right. That kind of makes him out to be kind of a psycho. Yeah, you think that guy's going to be terrible the entire time. But you really empathize and love Damon throughout the whole season um, Uh in his complicated, brooding nature. (laughs) Which is a great segue into our favorite characters, my friend. Would you like to tell us what your favorite character is? Yes, my favorite character, besides the dragons, Uh uh, (laughs) is Rhaenyra. Uh, Let's fucking go. Loved loved her character and i loved all of the amazing people who played this character throughout the season oh yeah um and i just kudos kudos to them um hold on i'm gonna say their names you can edit this out later uh, i have their names if you want them. <laughs> yeah i have them as well okay, i just good, had good. to go navigate for it, go for my it. window um, <laughs> by all really means by all means and Emma Darcy, um, just incredible people and incredible actors on stage. And I just loved watching both of them on, on screen. Um, but even beyond their performances, I so appreciated this character arc. Just a young woman figuring it out with all of this responsibility thrust upon her. 
to the end of the season when she has to understand that I am trying to lead as smartly and as strategically and as peacefully as possible. Right. But when you fuck with my family, things are going to change. And that if looks could kill at Come the end now. of the season, uh, when she turns around after she finds out her son is no longer Man, I can't wait for season two. And that's all <laughs> thanks to Emma Darcy. You know, just incredible. They're incredible. Uh, really, really loved fucking it. are. They really fucking are. And I wasn't super familiar with Emma Darcy. I think I had seen them in a, mm-hmm. like a show with Nick Frost about ghosts. Like I saw a couple episodes of that back in the day. Them. I hadn't seen them in anything. But they were a complete fucking revelation in this and uh like i had really kind of i think as everyone had really fallen for millie alcock as rhaenyra because she also had no idea who she was um and she she was really remarkable in the role and obviously just like really really cool and very funny and uh she she was like the only rich shithead i've ever like truly really like loved on television yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, and then uh, it, it comes out later in the press that like they had never met one another. Emma never met Millie. They never spoke to each other before uh, filming their respective roles. And in on it, it almost works better that way. I feel because wow, Millie, I didn't know that. That's so interesting. It's pretty wild to have never like to have not been able to calibrate against one another. So when, right, because you would think they would want to have spoken and, yes. and talked about their character and. <laughs> of course, and of course, Emma, Emma could not have seen uh, the first five episodes for themselves. So uh, when we cut to episode six, and Rhaenyra is suddenly just beleaguered and in the throes of giving birth, uh, and it seems to have been just kind of like beaten down over the many years of hiding her love for Harwin Strong. Rip Harwin seemed like a cool dude. Mm-hmm. Um, carrying on the, the the charade of her marriage, raising these uh, boys in an uncertain world where the, a part of their spirit has to be kept secret. It really fucking works. We really feel we that time to- jump. Yes, and you get to see Rhaenyra through these two births, yeah. through the birth of that moment. But then also... Yeah, it's a great. It's obviously a great callback to to that first episode where sure. Emma says, you know, a woman's uh, a woman's war or battleground or whatever she says is in the birthing in, bed. Yeah, is that in the birthing in the birthing bed? And here, Rhaenyra is ready to go to battle, and she can't because she has to have this baby, right. <laughs> and it's. It, you oh gosh and she's crying uh, and screaming in the other room as these guys are trying to strategize it's all just incredibly well done um i love it so much i love her character so much rhaenyra will be like maybe one of my char- favorite characters of of the season so i right. just rhaenyra all the way yeah rhaenyra forever Can't rhaenyra <laughs> Um, I like like what a great fucking final shot of a season of television just like ah. like like taking an entire season's worth of character development and putting it into a wordless violent stare into the camera it fucking kicks ass mm. this show is so good mm. so yeah, <laughs> yeah really Rhaenyra good. rules um my favorite character right, uh, uh, is is her uh beloved husband our our big <laughs> our big scary boy uh Daemon Targaryen bud um I I love 
Matt Smith and Damon Targaryen so very much uh, and so intuitively. I mm-hmm. I love he's a petulant little shithead who's <laughs> extraordinarily loyal to the people in his life doesn't take anything seriously sees everything from a god's eye view of total absurdity and just just thinks everything's fucking hilarious um but matt smith's performance is so quiet and so purposeful subtle and so subtle but so clear despite all that um I kind of always felt like I knew what Damon was thinking, uh, even when like the point was you didn't. He said nothing. Yeah, he says nothing. yeah, such a good, good thought. Yeah, he does so much it. with so little. Um, I, I, I just love Damon. He's the blueprint man. He's the yeah. coolest fucking guy in the kingdom. I love him. Such a good, such a good character. And I, you know, you love, you love the big battle moment that we got to see. Oh, in buddy. so awesome. But you also love the look he gives Rhaenyra at Lena's <laughs> funeral when you're like, let's go. Let's go. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm just such a good character all around. Um, yeah, I love this idea that you knew what he was thinking, even when he was saying no words. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just a great actor. Matt Smith, kudos to you. Can't wait to see you in season two, buddy. Can't wait to see what he cooks up. Because uh, now, now we're getting into the part of the story where – Damon is in his element. Uh, I think like we yes. saw Damon kind of crawling out of his skin for half a season of having just to stand in throne rooms and be polite to everybody. Uh, but oh, once so we cool. get back on Dragonback, once we get back into the battlefield, when he can square off against Damon, dragon. Oh, buddy. Okay. So yeah, I mean, that's what, what else can be said about our uh, quiet, sarcastic guy. Love Damon Targaryen. So moving <laughs> on, what do we have next on the docket, my friend? But one one of the answers we have the same one. Okay. Uh, our most hated character. Oh, come on, you want to say it at the same time? <laughs> yeah, ready? Otto. Oh, oh yeah. Sorry, there's a lag. So Otto Hightower. Yeah, he's the fucking worst. So. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. So there are multiple times this season where Otto Hightower is referred to as a very rude word, and I cannot agree with it more wholeheartedly. Um, Otto Hightower uh, is very bad. Uh, what are your thoughts on the man? Yeah, he's he's he sucks. And uh, uh, another another one of my favorite scenes of uh, of the show was young Rhaenyra going to her father and saying, well, if I'm going to do this for you or whatever the situation is, I can't exactly remember the terms of this moment, but you got to get rid of him. And you know what? He does. He does it. Yeah, he does. He does. (laughs) And what a great moment for, for both of them, honestly. And um, yeah, Otto is manipulative. He doesn't care who he hurts along the way to get power. He clearly would like to have been born in Viserys's position, but has to figure out a different way to get there and uses his daughter, uh, Mm -hmm. pawns her off in maybe the creepiest, one of the creepiest marriages of the season. (laughs) And um, you know, you have to think about it for a minute because there's a lot, a lot of... It's not slim pickings. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and uh, yeah, he sucks. He's such a bummer. <laughs> but sucks, actually, yeah. my favorite, my favorite auto moment okay. is uh, 
is at the dinner table at the the last supper <laughs> and i don't know what they're clapping for but man he pulls out his finest golf uh -huh, clap uh -huh. uh, that was <laughs> i mean just let us hate you more uh, and enjoy this dinner. <laughs> uh huh. It should be said, it's not just the way he's written either. You know, like Risa Fons no. is really right. fucking killing it. Like if you if you like viscerally detest a character on a show, that's not an accident. A lot of work went into that to being hateable. A uh, lot of Risa work. Fons, Risa Fons is a super swell, funny guy by all accounts. Just mm -hmm. like a, just a complete minch in real life. Um, doing incredible work. Just being uh, the the worst person in Westeros, would, which would put him high in the canon of, uh, you know, worst people of in all of fiction. Um, yeah, bad yes. dude. Don't like him. You also have Otto in one other category. <sighs> Otto, it, it pains me to say it. I take no joy in reporting this. Otto Hightower won this season of House of the Dragon, my friend. Yeah, he got everything he wanted. Every single fucking thing he wanted. There were a couple setbacks <laughs> along the way. He was banished from There's King's no Landing very briefly. No say that about in this show. Correct. Correct. Uh, yeah. Every every plot machination that he put into motion, with very few exceptions, was absolutely successful a resounding mm -hmm. success um a lot of the like the forward momentum of the season was born out of otto and damon's uh, dislike for one another to put it mildly um uh, <laughs> he got he went from basically nothing like a landed lord but still like not in the social strata of king's landing into the highest seat of yeah. power in 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 creation uh by virtue of uh weaponizing his daughter's sexuality uh without her consent uh throughout her entire life um he's a monster and a very very potent effective one <laughs> really really great um yeah i love a villain i love a villain there's a reason why <laughs> They're in almost every single type of show yeah. that you watch because yeah, they're fun to watch, including reality TV, because they're fun to watch. And we, uh -huh. we want a villain. Uh, and Otto is is no exception. He's a great, oh, yeah. great character to see play out here. Um, uh -huh. Let's see my most hated character. Oh, we already talked about also Otto uh, um, for right. me who won the season. Let's go. Um, was Renee, but for different reasons. I think okay. there are different types of win different types of ways to win, but I do heavily Sir. align with the fact that Otto uh, w got everything that he wanted and you really can't win any more than that. Um, Inarguably, so he, uh, he has the cup, yeah. Yeah, Renice for me won the season because I found her to be um, one of the most intriguing characters to watch, particularly in the last few episodes, um, starting with one of my favorite moments of the season where she kills thousands of people and doesn't kill the red ones. Um, <laughs> um, and I really loved um, the moments leading up to that moment. So we learn a little bit about Renice in the first episode. We understand her husband is this cool, like, awesome battle Navy dude. Just a sick um, fucking dude. Uh, honestly, yeah. King Corliss oh, Valarian. Just, like, sick dude. Yeah. Like, such a 
passion for her children who she thinks she loses both of and arguably one of the happiest i think they say this in one of the reflections but one of the actually truly uh happiest and most fulfilling partnerships that we get to see in the show um is their marriage and i appreciate her character because of what she had to go through to figure out who she was going to be and uh she's no she knows she's never going to be a a king or a queen or whatever it might be, but she knows she has a role to play. Um, And I loved the chess pieces she was moving in the end into the dragon moment, into not trusting Rhaenyra yet, but needing to deliver information and then observing and watching her and saying, you know what? She is making the right decisions. She's making the decisions that maybe I would make. And I trust her. And I think we need to help her. Um, and going to her husband with that uh, as well. I, I mean, I for me, she she won the she won the season for me in the sense that I was sleeping on her character and was really taken with her at the end. I you yeah. know it, it was it was great great arc for me there. Fucking A, a fascinating one. Because, yeah, like, Eve Best is clearly, like, a very magnetic presence and does a lot with a little. Like, all the same reasons I like Damon or Matt uh, Matt Smith's performance are the reasons I like Eve Best's performance so much. Uh, And her hair. Oh, my God. She looks looks incredible. It's kind of a bummer that she has the best hair uh, of the lot. Um, There there was some... Not... There's not perfect wig work with the Valarian clan uh, over in uh, oh, uh, in Driftmark. Um, nevertheless, nevertheless, uh, no, Rainey's fucking rules. She fucking slaps. Like, every word out of her mouth is fascinating and funny and so insightful and so cutting. And I think the, the grand tragedy of her character is that every time she has input, every time she makes a suggestion, or every time she has to, like, very calmly uh say Corliss, you're getting a little heated, buddy. I was never gonna be fucking queen, is that she wasn't queen. Right. She would have been good. Like by all accounts, she would have been, awesome. been really yeah. fucking good. Um but yeah, yeah. Uh, shouts to Rainey's uh excellent, excellent choice for who won the season. I admire it. Yes. All right. Who lost the season? <sighs> Again. I mean for I the t- record, <laughs> my answer was the same as yours, but I did was it okay good. <laughs> so do you want to start with like the like the the obvious choice and then we'll, we'll work towards yours in a bit yeah for yeah. sure <laughs> so it, it pains me to tell everybody that viserys targaryen um absolutely resoundingly lost this season of television um what if a fucking auto hightower got everything he wanted <laughs> sarah's got everything that he didn't want the entire <sighs> and even before uh-huh. <laughs> he didn't want the throne nope. he didn't want to have to make a choice between his wife and his son he didn't want to have to choose who's heir oh man he lost it all he, <laughs> he did not want to slowly like bodily atrophy over the course of a season of television <laughs> he didn't want to turn into a moldy peach before our eyes um yeah viserys uh, viserys goofed uh, viserys fucked up um he really really fumbled at the one yard line at the very end there he had actually set himself up per- 
pretty successful succession plan and his dementia yep. kicked in and he fucked up um but, oh, he fucked that up. <laughs> uh, I, but it, it's it's almost more tragic because i just have such affection for the man i just i love him so I much uh, <laughs> i just want him to have everything he wants <laughs> in the world uh but yeah viserys you you fucking goof dummy um that's not yeah, your it's, yeah. it's not your daughter you're talking to bud uh okay so yeah <laughs> Uh, now that that's over, who do you think lost to the season? Well, I, I chose an interesting uh, moment here. Um, but now that I'm thinking about it, I can think of many other people who lost the season. Um, like the, uh, what's his face? Um, uh, the, 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 the guy who got burned alive in his castle. Uh, he definitely oh, the lost. Strong. Harwin strong. Yeah. The strong. Lost the season. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, uh, Damon's wife, first wife, for sure. <laughs> Not good. Didn't anything. Um, so just you know, I'll say that I put that out there. A lot of people lost. Um, but uh-huh. I, I put I put Rhaenyra for the sake of um, you know a lot of the reasons we've already talked about. To be honest, like you know, she has this really youthful energy and excited to figure out what's next, and gets this huge responsibility thrust upon her. Her childhood friend. T- taken away and made essentially her enemy yeah. uh, overnight. And um, then in a similar position to Viserys here, like it gets all this responsibility that she never asked for. She sure, she certainly was looking for adventure and excitement and wanted to be more than just a wife and a mother, um, right. which is a perfectly reasonable thing to want. Um, and just gets all of the things that that she doesn't want and then you know fast forward to the end here when she has accepted all of those things and is taking her steps to to become queen and loses one of the things that she holds most dear you know and so yeah. i think she loses a lot this season she um, sure does <laughs> So that was that was what I put to just be fucking different. poor Rhaenyra, man. <laughs> like imagine the world where uh, Viserys just intervened at a younger stage in her life, listened yeah. to his daughter after the death of Queen Emma, let's say after he lost his great love, mm-hmm. and said, "Fuck this shit! I I don't want this. I don't want this for you. This sucks. Let's fuck off to a farm Let's somewhere. Just Let's just go chill. <laughs> Let's just get out of here, bud." Yeah. I mean, like, it's hard to give up dragons once you've uh, kind of claimed one. But once you have them, yeah. Man, I, I, I want better for both of them. And they both got done dirty in really big ways this season. They did. They did. Rick All right. Luke. On to our yep, let's go. sort of uh, oh, poor Luke. last <laughs> two questions here, I think. I, yeah, I think so. I think that's it, um, yeah. How could the show, show lose you, Corey? Like, do you, see, do you see yourself losing interest? And what could make that happen for you? Right. And and I included this question. I'm not sure if you have an answer for this particular one, but I included this because of the legacy that Game of Thrones left, uh, which was like like mm-hmm. an extraordinarily sour taste in everyone's mouth. Um, just to play devil's advocate, like I love this very much. Clearly, we have a lot of affection for this show, but how could any like show uh, like dismiss the goodwill of millions of people we've seen in the past? So I'm thinking that mm-hmm. I want it to be able to course correct from... Uh, basically, in the notes, I said I wanted to find a new way to depict female trauma. Uh, we know we're going to experience female trauma for the rest of the show. Um, I, I think subjecting the audience to like a fourth 
god-awful miscarriage that threatens the life of the mother uh though like taken into account that in this uh, in the, the 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 real world equivalent time setting and uh stage in medical advancements clearly that was an extraordinarily common thing um but yeah. i i don't i i don't know that they'll be able to say make the same point with the same potency for very much longer yeah. uh, i think maybe we've seen and a last effective is- miscarriage really just an arc and a a motif of this season you know i think uh, i think i i hope i hope so too but i i imagine so because it had so much to do with with birth and what that means to anyways i we don't need to go into into it all (laughs) but um but i but i definitely i definitely think it might just be a, a one moment or one season situation and i also thought well executed um but yeah, i agree for what with it was, you absolutely that, that if if it continues on that path particularly around birth we're gonna get over it really fast right <laughs> i mean not not the least of which is because like women experience an entire cosmology of life events and and there is much yeah. more that goes into shaping what a woman is as a person and like the the shape of the shadow that she casts uh then uh then than birthing babies are failing to. Uh, so, right. yeah. yeah. I just want them to course correct a little bit. I, I think we can settle in for a big dragon war, so there's not going to be a lot of time for that. I think we're going to be good for a little while. Um, I, I, I wrote, I, I don't know that this show will lose me. I think I'm always <laughs> yeah. of the mindset that I'm happy to be back in the world that I once was really loved. And I, I, I don't know that it will. I will probably watch till whatever conclusion it comes to. But, um, yeah, I don't know that it will. I think, I think it could disappoint me. I don't know that it will lose sure. me. Yeah, there we, I'm, I'm strapped in. Yeah, I think we'll be there on opening night. Um, which sure. brings us to our last category, bud. You ready? Ready. <laughs> do you have an answer for this last one, do you think? Yeah, I sure okay. do. Oh, great. Good, good, good. I'm excited. <laughs> what was your single favorite moment of this entire season of television, my friend? Oh, oh, I thought it was a different question. Oh, wait. No, um, which one did you think it was? I thought it was our hopes for season two. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, we, we, do, we do have hopes for that. Big, <laughs> big, big dragon war. Big time, uh, big time crazy dragon. Dragons. I, I, uh-huh. Cool scenes with women. Yeah, I'm super 100%. pumped. Mm-hmm. Like, let's go. Dragons. <laughs> one like hope them. for season two. One hope for season two is that it's so... It, it, I don't understand how anyone can be team green to such an extent uh, yeah. that that I want them to let Rhaenyra get her hands a little bit dirty next season. I want to see different shades of Emma Darcy's performance. Um, I, oh, I, I, they're gonna get dirty. Okay, good because I, I I want I want them to to flower into like uh, even more character than we've gotten so far. Anyway, so let's do it, bud. Big time question. We both knew it was the last question of the night. No mistakes happen on Showstoppers podcast. Uh, what was your favorite ever, moment of the season of television? Uh, my favorite moment? Oh, gosh. Uh, well, I, I think it's obvious what my favorite moment of the season was. Uh-huh. Uh, I loved I loved Renice coming up from the bottom of the barrel there and saying, right. fuck you. That was a great moment. I really loved it. <laughs> I would watch it over and over. <laughs> I thought it was badass. 
been incredible. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do a runner up though. I thought a very suspenseful and incredibly built moment was, was Luke and Amond in the sky. Uh, and that was so tense and so amazingly well done. Uh, it was a good one. Yeah. That, that what was, yours? was sick as fuck. Um, I mean, I, I think it needs a, just a little bit of setup. I know I can go on. Um, but so there's a moment uh, early on in the season uh, where Viserys receives uh, a, a raven uh, detailing that uh, <laughs> Damon has taken a second wife in the, the old customs of old Valyria. And she is now with child. Um, he has absconded with a dragon egg to Dragonstone, his keep, um, to raise them in the old fashion and seed uh, uh, dragon writing responsibilities uh, to his unborn child. Um, then the cops show up uh, alongside Rhaenyra and they're like, are you for real, dude? And then Damon essentially says, no, nah, I was just fucking with you guys and just throws the egg right back to <laughs> yeah. him. It's the funniest shit that happens all season where he's just being a messy little bitch for the sake of it, just for shits and giggles. I I died laughing at that. And it's the best. The, in a season of television I loved, him being a shitty little, like, like a petulant little kid and just playing pranks on the family. So fucking funny. Oh man. You know what? That bridge though, that bridge got a lot of, a lot, a lot of, of screen burn. time. Oh and, yeah. And, uh, and it was a pretty strong ass bridge. Those dragons <laughs> were really all over that. Entire time. I was like, are we all feeling secure here? Or is this? <laughs> I would like to see Vagar park her big ass on that bridge. One of these days. Yeah. I, would, I would like to see what the tensile strength of that bridge is. <laughs> pretty stellar. I mean, if we were to wrap this up, I think we would say, like, Ron, don't walk if you have already, if you have not seen this show. Uh-huh. Uh, please go watch it. Please love go watch it. it. And even it, if it, it lived in its own in its own world with this one season, you will get so much out of it. But we've got some high hopes for season two. And that's all I got to say about that, bud. Uh, any final thoughts yeah. <laughs> on uh, House of the Dragon, bud? Anything that... Uh, like we made it this entire episode and didn't talk about foot fetishes at all. I'm pretty I proud of us. We didn't talk about foot fetishes. <laughs> that was such a good moment. Why was that not my favorite moment? Oh man, what a mess! I was it, like, oh. It has to be a profoundly good show uh, when the little Weasley guy beaten off to the queen's feet doesn't even make it into the list. What a great show! <laughs> Go watch it. And we'll we'll see y'all next time. Oh, I have the hiccups. We got to get out of here. So we will see you next time on Showstoppers. Bye-bye. Ew.